Welcome to New York Institute of Technology's podcast, The Scope. Produced by the College of Osteopathic Medicine, our episodes focus on the medical school experience and how it helps shape future physicians. Learn about exciting new health and wellness initiatives, cutting-edge medical research and technology, and how to effectively navigate medical school. We are excited to have you join us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Scope podcast. Today, we are excited to have a panel of medical students from both our New York and Arkansas campus who will provide helpful advice, tips, and wisdom to first-year students as they adjust to the new medical school environment. I am Abu Bakr Malik, third-year medical student from the Arkansas campus, and it is my pleasure to host this important episode of The Scope. I now invite our student panelists to introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. I'm Eric Michaelinich. I'm on the Old Westbury campus, and I'm a current second year, class of 2025. Uh, I currently represent the class as the vice president, and I'm the student coordinator for Rocksteady Boxing on campus. Okay. Hey, y'all. I'm Taylor Nason, OMS2, class of 2025 here at Jonesboro, um, and I am the SGA executive parliamentarian here as well. Hi, everyone. My name is Hannah English. I am an OMS2 class of 2025 at the New York campus. I'm also the second vice president for our Student Government Association, and I am the touchpoint coordinator for our campus as well. Hi, everyone. I'm Nadeem Kwazi. I'm a second year medical student at the Long Island campus, and I am the SGA executive treasurer. Hello, everyone. My name is Sean Gaines. I'm an OMS2 at the Jonesboro campus, and I'm the SGA second vice president and touchpoint coordinator. What a pleasure to meet everyone. Let's get the ball rolling with this first question. I want you all to imagine that you're back in your first day of medical school. You can barely name like three bones in the body, and you especially have no idea what osteopathic medicine is. What would you tell this former version of yourself? What type of advice would you give? Nadim? Sure, I'll go. So for me, at least during my first year, I feel like the hardest part of medical school wasn't even the material. It was kind of just learning and figuring out how to study the material. There's dozens of supplemental resources out there. You know, there's, you got boards and beyond, you got sketchy, you got pathoma, all these crazy words you've never heard of before you started medical school. Uh, and it's really hard to keep track of how to use all of them and when to use all of them. During my first year, I tried a new study method like every week. Uh, and I probably spent more time trying to figure out how to study and establish routine more than I did actually studying the actual material. Um, so if I can go back in time, I'd probably tell myself to just bother every second year that crossed my path and ask them how they study the material, you know, take notes. I learned to understand that everyone studies a very different way and everyone has a very personalized way of studying. You know, one person's studying method may not work for another person. Gaining this information by just taking in stuff from my mentors and taking in stuff from those second years that are older than me probably would have helped me a lot my first year if I, uh, if I turned to them a little bit earlier. Thanks, Nadim. Eric? So if I could go back and talk to my former self as a first-year incoming student, um, I would say not to stress the little things that happen and that come in every day. We have such a big accomplishment getting into medical school, starting our first year on our way to becoming osteopathic physicians, that we really just have to think about that as we're starting. Stop stressing the little things. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. You're on your way to becoming what you've wanted your whole life. So I found that something really useful for me as I started to take on my first year was 
bringing back the things in my life that I enjoy to do. While I love learning about medicine, um, I also love to exercise. I love to play my guitar. I love to do these things that I got away from when I first started school because all I could think about was studying and making sure I was staying on top of the material. And so once I started to bring all those beneficial things back into my life for my mental health, um, I started to see a great improvement in my studies and in my overall well-being. All right. Thank you, Eric. Taylor, did you have something to add? Yeah, definitely. I would have to, first of all, agree with my classmates. It's all about that balance coming in. You know, um, Nadine talked about finding the best way to study after you kind of handle that fire. It's looking at, okay, how do I handle my mental health and having that on top of having all this schoolwork. And then after that fire, you have to think about, okay, well, I got the books, I got the mental health. How can I get a little bit involved, do a little bit more than just studying eight to 10 hours a day? So I think it's important to find a balance between all three and even some other opportunities that each campus provides. But um, it, it comes with time for sure. I know it took me probably till Thanksgiving to get that balance. So everyone has a different route, no matter if you're traditional or non-traditional student coming in. Absolutely. It's so important to think about how far you've come. I mean, the beginning of medical school is like 17th grade, and that's a lot of school. I heard a lot of great stuff. It seems like there's so many study materials and so many things that are just contributing to this feeling of overwhelmingness that you feel when you start school. How exactly did you guys stay organized? Anna? I can chime in on this one. So like Nadine was saying, it can be super overwhelming when you first get to school and you hear from all your friends like, oh, did you watch this Boards and Beyond video or are you using this Anki deck? And it's just a lot of different resources. I think something that really helped me, and I also didn't discover this until maybe last semester. Um, so that would have been like spring of my first year was instead of just sort of like looking at all of the material that you could cover, you could possibly look at, sit down and ask yourself, what resources are the most helpful for me? Like what helps me understand the material like from the beginning and write out an overall study plan for yourself. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to watch this Boards and Beyond video and I'm going to watch this lecture at this time, you know, just a general idea. I wrote it out in my notes app that I'm going to try to get all of my lectures done by Wednesday or Thursday. And then Friday, I'm going to review. And then Saturday and Sunday, maybe I'll watch one lecture for the next week. So just like have that written down and have a concrete plan for yourself. Because I feel like that was something that, you know, overall helped me to just structure my studying and organize it so it wasn't so overwhelming. Because it can really be a lot when you look at all of the stuff that you have to do, but using lists, using a planner, and trying to like not get so freaked out by the amount that you have to do, just like break it up and have a plan for yourself to make it a little more manageable. Thank you, Hannah. Did anyone else want to add anything? Sean, do you have anything you want to say? I guess I'd say I make a to-do list every day of like things that I don't understand or things that I feel like I might be kind of touchy on knowledge-wise. I just make a list of like stuff to study on like a particular day. And like I try and get that done by the end of the day. So I keep hearing names like Boards and Beyond and Sketchy. And I'm sure that all of us here know what that is. 
Can someone comment on what exactly these resources are and what other specific studying strategies you use during your first year at MYIT? I would love to talk about it because they're honestly my favorite. Yeah, Boards and Beyond, Sketchy, Pathoma, those three resources, at least to me, feel like the holy grail of uh, medical school resources, you know? They just explain materials so well, so concisely. The lectures are amazing. The graphics are amazing. And they have these pre-made flashcards on a flashcard program that you may have heard of. It's called Anki. So essentially what I would do is I would watch the school lectures, and then I would watch the supplemental resources. So the respective Boards and Beyond video or the respective Sketchy video or the Pathoma video. And I would mainly just study the cards that were pre-made for those specific supplemental videos I just watched, you know? So for instance, say we're learning pharmacology, right? And I just learned about penicillin, right? So I'd watch the NYIT penicillin lecture. And then right after I would watch the sketchy penicillin video and I would study the pre-made flashcards made for the sketchy penicillin video. Those are all great resources to use. And I spent a lot of time during my first month of medical school making my own flashcards, making my own notes. It was crazy inefficient. I wasted so much time. You don't do a lot of active learning, making your own cards, writing your own notes. So another piece of advice I'd have for incoming medical students is definitely use the resources that are already out there. People have already done the work for you. So there's no reason that you should have to do it yourself too, you know? Thanks, Nadim. I myself am a huge Anki person, and I'm sure that people are going to appreciate sharing a little bit of your knowledge on how you use all of these resources. Let's talk a little bit about the school resources. Did any of you guys use what the school provided, like the PowerPoint slides and the lectures? Hannah? Yeah, sort of diving more into the plan that I did. I would use the school's lectures and their PowerPoint slides, and I would do that first right off the bat. And then after I watched those lectures, I would try to read through the slides, just making sure I understood everything and I took any of the notes that I needed to take that the professor was talking about during the video. And after that, I think a great resource that the school gives us is the First Aid Scholar Rx bricks, which really help to explain things, you know, super concisely, like Nadim was saying. And they have little quizzes at the end of them that you can do. So I found that super helpful. The school does a good job of giving us those resources like ScholarRx, ComBank, which is another question bank. I found those super helpful throughout my first year. Thank you, Hannah. Just to add on a little bit to what Hannah said, um, the school also provides academic enrichment specialists, uh, which I'm aware that a lot of my friends have met up with too. You can meet up with them one-on-one and they kind of help you break down, okay, well, Here's how you should kind of structure your studying. Here's all the different resources you could use. Uh, and here's how to most effectively utilize the resources that school provides as well. Thank you, Nadeem and Hannah. Did anyone else want to add anything? Sean? I was going to say the school had anatomy tutoring. But like now, I think the um, OMM RSO is having like mock practicals and stuff. So that will probably be a pretty helpful resource to use. Absolutely. Thank you, Sean. So there's so many things that keep getting listed out. We're talking about these outside resources, the in-house school resources. There's extracurricular activities, like Sean mentioned with the OMM club. How are you guys managing your time to ensure that you're able to complete all of your studying while still having some time for other activities, like spending time with your friends and your family? Eric? Well, I think it's important to look at school, especially medical school as a full-time job and then some. 
um, I kind of structured because we are asynchronous in a lot of our learning. I just kind of start to structure myself like, okay, I need to wake up at a certain time today. I need to get myself mentally prepared for the day. And then by 8, 830, whatever time it might be that I set for that week, I'm doing my work. I go for two, three hours, whether I'm watching lectures or reviewing material, whatever I kind of wrote down for a list of the night before. It's kind of what I like to do is write down what I want to do for the next day, what I want to tackle. So I kind of start from that list and I go in order. After, you know, a couple hours, I take a little break, make sure I'm not overdriving and not doing too much so I can keep a nice sharp mental focus. But I found that treating it as if it was like a full-time job with a little overtime is important because then you're like, okay, I'm studying from nine to six o'clock today with a little break here and there. Afterwards, maybe I can go see a friend for dinner or I can, you know, watch the Netflix show I want to watch or, you know, watch a football game because tonight we have our kickoff for the NFL again. Those are things that I love to do that I didn't want to get too far away from. So if I structured myself as if I was in this job that I keep referencing, it helped keep me grounded and not overstudy, which is something I did early on that I started to get away from later in my first year. Thanks, Eric. Hannah? Yeah, so like Eric was saying, I think that, you know, the organization aspect is definitely a big part of making sure that you can have a life outside of medical school. The work-life balance is definitely something that like me, even as a second year, I am trying to perfect. And I think I will continue trying to perfect it as I go on throughout my career. But it is something that I feel is very, very important to have while you're in school because your life cannot just be about school or else I would probably be very, very sad. I feel that like a super important thing to remember is that you can still have a life outside of medical school. Like I think I'm a a testament to this last year. I was still able to go have fun with my friends, do things that I wanted to do. And I think one thing to keep in mind is that one night with your friends or one day spent, you know, at the beach or even one weekend visiting your family is not going to make or break your medical school career. It's so important to have those things still in your life. And even though we're all, you know, having to spend a different amount of time to feel comfortable on material, like it should be a priority, even if you have to spend more time on material to also make time for those outside activities that bring joy to your life. Thank you, Hannah. Taylor, did you have something you wanted to say? No matter if you're a night owl or a morning person, it's getting up every day, just knowing how hard you work to get here and knowing that you actually do belong here because you work so hard to get here and putting that same determination, that same work that you had throughout your undergrad or for the non-traditional students throughout your previous careers or whatever it be, having that same determination to get here and maintaining that. Um, of course, we're taking breaks in between and stuff like that, but having that determination and then being like, okay, I'm going to finish this work. I'm going to finish what I have to do today. And then I'm going to reward myself because I deserve that. And I belong here. And just having that mentality every day and just keeping on chugging essentially um, until you can get to the end. That's the best advice I would give. Thank you, Taylor. So this was already kind of mentioned before. Physician burnout is a thing that so many people struggle with. Student burnout is another thing that goes hand in hand with that. 
and it affects so many of us. As a third year, I can definitely attest to the fact that I've felt burnout multiple times. What type of habits are you instilling in your life right now to help yourselves out while you're going through medical school and then also helping out your future self to prevent physician burnout? So yeah, me personally, um, I'm honestly married to my Google Calendar. I schedule everything in that thing. I have my classes, my labs, um, but also my free time, you know, time to exercise, time to relax, uh, and especially time to hang out with my friends. Me personally, a really big part of my success in my first year of medical school, I think, was finding a consistent group of friends to have as my study group uh, and making sure that we all hold each other accountable. I know for myself, I, if I was by myself in my room, I'd probably want to play Xbox or take a nap. I would not be getting any of my work done. Um, but having a consistent study group that, you know, we all kind of hang out, we all study together, we all are committed to, you know, working really hard so we can earn time to have fun on the weekends or get dinner on a Thursday night or something like that. That honestly is really big for morale and super important. Keeping a rigorous schedule, sticking to it. I do my best to get my exercise in. I know at our school, we have multiple group chats for people that want to play pick up basketball or pick up tennis or pick up soccer. Everyone's kind of in it together where they have this work hard, play hard mentality. You know, they study really hard when they're in the library so that they can earn the, the leisure to relax as much as they can afterwards. Well said, Nadine. Thank you. Anyone else have anything to add? Sean? I make sure that I take breaks every hour when I'm studying. I'll study for like an hour, then I'll take a 10 minute break, then go back to studying. And then after every exam, I like give the weekend because our exams are on Friday. So that Saturday and Sunday, I don't touch anything school related. And then I start again on Monday. I make sure that I take some time off, especially like after comps to just relax and like get myself ready for the next block. Thank you, Sean. Anyone else want to add anything? Hannah? Yeah, I think... I was kind of touching on this before too and going along with the self-care aspect. You are not going to want to keep studying if it's eight hours a day every single day straight. I think that what Sean was saying about breaking it up and what Nadine was saying about scheduling out your um, sort of rewards that you're giving yourself, those are like definitely things that I do as well. I know during my like stressful times, during, right before comps, before our big exams, I will always get myself an iced coffee. And it's just something that I get up, I wake up and I'm like, yay, I'm excited to get my iced coffee. It's just those little things. Give yourself a little treat to make your day of studying not so bad. Also, with getting enough sleep and with going to the gym, like make those things priorities because you're going to feel better when you do those things and then you're going to study better and you're going to want to wake up in the morning and want to go out and do these things rather than if you aren't getting enough sleep, if you're kind of playing around and just sitting, not exercising, it's going to make you much more sad that you have to keep doing that every single day, especially when comps are coming around. That would be my advice. Thank you, Hannah. Eric? Yeah, I think all three points are, are fantastic. Um, and echoing that last one by Hannah, I found that efficient studying is way more important than quantity of studying. Too often, I would spend, spend 10 to 12 hours a day studying, and I would just have incredible brain fog throughout the day, and I'd just fight through it, fight through it. And that's probably the worst thing you could do at that time, because I would find that when I would go to review the material I was looking or learning, 
I would be like, I don't remember going over this. So I think like Sean said, those micro breaks, those little 10 minute breaks after an hour are super important. Go out for a walk. If it's a nice day, even if it's a cold day, just put a jacket on, get out, get some fresh air. Cause a lot of our studies are from home. And so we don't go outside enough. And then as far as like rewards are concerned, like I like to, I like to play golf and I found a group of three friends on campus who like to play golf too. And after comps, we'd always set up a tea time where we'd finish, we'd go have lunch and then we'd go play golf. And it was always just a, a great reward for studying so hard throughout the week and throughout the whole block. So it's really important to keep track of your mental health. Also really quickly to add on to Eric, I love going on Anki walks. I have Anki downloaded on my phone. I'll just go through the flashcards and take a walk. It's the most relaxing studying I've ever done. Nadim, this is about to, it was supposed to be about self-care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard some people do Anki on the treadmill too. So it's funny that you said that. Wow. I wish I had some of this great advice that you guys gave when I was first starting medical school. Now, before we wrap up this conversation, is there anything else you guys would like to say to the first years that are entering medical school now? Hannah? Yeah, I think that one thing I wish I knew um, at the beginning of my first year is I was super nervous and kind of scared for the year to come. But honestly, it's a little cliche, but you're going to be okay. We all made it through and we all survived and we're just going to keep getting better as students and you guys will make it through as well. Go ahead, Eric. I think echoing off of what Hannah said, um, that nervousness and excitement starts to turn to confidence pretty quickly. After you start to feel a little more comfortable in yourself, you really start to hone in on your own abilities. And I know for me, I felt like I belonged pretty quickly after starting school. You do belong. You got into school for a reason. You're, you're on this path for a reason. So um, be confident in your abilities because you're, you are here for a reason. Thank you, Eric, for sharing such great insight. Is there anything else that anyone else would like to add? I was going to say, um, I guess anatomy isn't as bad as it seems. Just make sure you have fun, take every day as it comes, and uh, don't get too stressed out about the little things. Thank you, Sean. Nadim? I would say just don't get caught up in comparing yourself to other students. Sometimes it'll feel like someone's always doing more than you. Keep to yourself and make sure that you're doing what you need to do so you can succeed. Thank you, Nadim. Last thing I'd say is that it goes by fast. So really take it all in. I know it's going to be hard studying, but try not to be too buried in the books and um, really just take in the fact that you're actually becoming a doctor. <laughs> thank you so much for all this great insight, everyone. Once again, I would like to sincerely thank our student panelists for sharing their valuable thoughts, insights, experiences, and ideas regarding how to successfully transition into the first year of medical school. As always, I'd like to thank our listeners and would like to encourage you to contact us through our website if you have any ideas for upcoming episode content. We hope this episode can be a valuable reference tool for all medical students.